Welcome in everybody. This is The Shifted Podcast. I am Jens Cole. This podcast is all about the fascinating process of paradigm shifting and why recognizing, learning about, and contemplating those shifts are important to the human experience and human progress. A paradigm, by definition, is a typical example or pattern of something, a model that we have come to accept over time. And throughout history, there are countless wildly significant moments when social paradigms have been shifted, spiraling a chain reaction, a domino effect that changes the course of the future surrounding that space and alters our perception of it in totality. And so the objective of this podcast is analyzing fascinating paradigm topics and themes within the human experience and introducing key thinkers, doers, and thought leaders who are making the case for us to why the previously accepted definitions and paradigms of things can and should be shifted in the present and moving forward. Welcome in. Kind Buddy Schultz. Hello. Hey. We're here. <laughs> so I think obviously for the listeners, just to hear kind of your guys' story kind of right off the bat, um, you know, you guys are in the creative space, filmmaking space, you've been in the acting world. Um, that's a quick synopsis, but if you guys can just get into, yeah, where you're from, who you are, give us like your story. And then from there, I think we can tackle the, the topics we want to get into. Okay, um, awesome. Well, number one, I'm excited to be here, Jens. Um, and then number two, uh, I think our, if I can summarize this up, um, Bodhi and I, we've been acting since we were a kid. Um, uh, since about three years old, someone saw us in the market and said, uh, in a supermarket and said, oh, look, there's two redhead twins. I know just the guy. And yeah. just the guy for you. So we've been with our agent ever since we were kids. And I think that has fostered, in general, a life um, that is focused around creativity yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, production and storytelling more than anything. Um, and then ever since then, we've been uh, acting um, since we were kids and then making our own uh, videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then as we started to grow up, we realized that we wanted to start to make more of our own stuff instead of waiting for roles yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> essentially, no, I was just agreeing with you. Essentially what, what Kai was saying, um, uh, I mean, obviously a huge influence on us is each other and yeah. you kind of win the cosmic lottery when you have, you know, a twin brother, especially when you're an act, an actor, like it's already, it's already like the whole thing about acting is it's not about being like good looking. It's about being different and fitting like niches and stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, so that worked out really well for us. And then also like what was Kai, Kai was saying about like, we wanted to do our own stuff. Like the, the kind of our main goal with all of this is when you're able to make, uh, your own thing, right? Like when you're a kid, you get to play in the sandbox yeah, and pretend yeah, like yeah. you're, you know, an astronaut and stuff like that. Well, the best thing about making your own content is that you actually get to be the astronaut. You get yeah. to do this. You get to create these worlds and then invite your friends and yeah. people that you care about yeah. to be in it. And so, yeah, and so as, so that's, we that's started. so beautiful, by the way. Like, that's like, that's such a, so, yeah. Thank you. It's great, Thank you. yeah. That's why it's improv. human. That's very human. It's a very yeah. human realization. It's like, oh, fuck, I, I get to be able to do this thing with my friends, with my brother, you know. And I just, can I just say, like, not once in that like little spiel did you mention like money or fame or anything like that. I just I don't know if you noticed that, but that was something that <laughs> I picked up on and is had everything to do with like relationship and ability and opportunity and all thank those you, things. Thank and you. I and I that that is something I do want to ask you guys about today in, thank in you. a little bit. Um, but sorry, I interrupted. No, you. No, no, no. I, I was I, that was a wonderful that was a wonderful yeah, comment. Thank you, thank thank you, you so much. 
Um, but just going back off to what you said, I think as we grow older, we start to lose the magic of the world. We start to realize actually how things like actually you know, it's, work. It's cliche, yeah, how things actually work. Not just how society works, but actually understanding the fundamental fact that the world is not as malleable and wonderful as we think when we're kids. Yeah. But when you get to do improv, when you get to do these worlds, you get to go back in time and put in transfer yourself into that that world of imagination yeah. that it's really difficult for people to do unless yeah. they have that. I think video and, games do the same thing yeah. too, which is interesting. What you were saying about the uh, money and fame and, and whatnot, interesting thing is like, yeah, I, yeah, this is what we want to do. We want to create these w weird worlds of adventure. But what Kai was saying is like, the older you get, the more you realize is like, you gotta get. You gotta figure out a way to get paid doing yeah, it. Yeah, like that's you have to. It's like actually it's a part of it. That's actually the number one. So I, it's something that I wanted to talk to you about here, which I think is kind of like an interesting take and of how we're changing well it. Yeah, it's actually the the number one most important thing you need to consider if you want to do this. Like yeah. everyone wants to be a good singer. How many good singers are there? How many good? Mm -hmm. How many good artists are there? Right. Most people who go into these things want to get paid to do what they want to do, what they love, and not consider the money aspect. So that has to come first before you can actually really do what you want to, what you truly want to do. Right, right. If it's that a, makes sense, right? Yeah, and, it's, and it does remind me of, of you know, uh, I think it's the Japanese, uh, you know, uh, concept of like ikigai. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know you guys spend a lot of time in Japan, and I, I do want to, <laughs> yeah. I want to get into that story as well. But yeah, you know, that concept of like vocation, service, like financial gains, um, and I think there's one more concept of it, but I think you know, I think it's purpose, mm, yeah. what you're put on this earth to do, and I think when you check all those boxes, then you feel like fulfillment and satisfaction, and um, yeah, I love how we just tangent hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Right I feel like there's gonna back. be a lot of this. Like, like the first question just went in like eight thousand different directions. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot so of this. So I think, yeah, I think for the listeners, today's gonna be really fun because I think there's just gonna be so many paths that we cross, and there's gonna be so many avenues we go down. Um, and I want us to spend as much time in each of them, but I do want to make sure that I get, I get certain bits of insight from you guys because I have been really looking forward to you guys in particular. Yeah, that's true, like, James. I'm just gonna be totally honest, and I'll and I'll like open up the, uh, you know, the behind the scenes for for the audience. Like when I've been making my list of people that I've been really wanting to interview, and you know, pick their brains on. You know, you guys are one of the first people that kind of came to mind because you have this very, ironically, like this very cinematic like storyline. Like, and I, and I, uh, <laughs> we I'll need just, a villain arc. We need a nemesis as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to describe kind of like what I've seen because you know for the for the audience, I I think it's important that I mention like we've been family friends for a really long time. Um, you know, for the listeners, um, I had the opportunity to play sports with you guys growing up, high school sports with you guys. Our families were su super close. You guys were a little bit close to my middle brother, um, but like just through sports and water polo and everything like we became very close mm -hmm. but there was never really an opportunity for us to like really dive into some of the things that I noticed over time really inspired me mm -hmm. I just think like you know we were always Thank just you. very like casual and stuff like that yeah, but today yeah, yeah. I really hope to like actually dig into a bunch of things and one of them being you know you guys are in a in a industry that has a lot of um like preconceived notions, right? Like, so on this, you know, on this podcast, we talk about like these paradigms, these things that have been like readily, um, like maybe accessible and, and 
you know, understandings that have been just accepted over time just because maybe they're precedent mm-hmm. or just because, hey, they got cemented at a certain point and no one really questioned it, you know, from then on. And I think in today's conversation, what I really want to dig into is this paradigm around, you know, creativity and especially being in where we are, like Los Angeles, California, Hollywood, where like yeah, it's yeah. the pinnacle of filmmaking and creativity and art and all that stuff. And what kind of comes with that is these notions of, of success in it. How do you know when you've made it? How do you know that you've been successful in it? You know, what are the, what are the benchmarks that you're looking for? And I think a lot of the time in getting to know you guys and knowing that my brother has been in the space as well and just observing maybe like the lows that you guys have experienced and then the highs you guys have experienced and maybe some of the wisdom that you've gained through that. Yeah, I think in today's conversation, what I really want to address is, is the, the concept of creativity, the concept mm-hmm. of success in the creative industry, what that looks like. Um, the highs that you guys experience, maybe the lows, and then the wisdom that you gain from that, I think will really, I think, address a lot of issues that people, um, that the audience is going to be able to kind of like, um, yeah, just relate to, um, especially people who are in the creative space, trying to create content, mm-hmm. um, or maybe our actors or artists who are trying to make, kind of make it. And maybe you guys can just speak into that kind of right off the bat is like, when you guys think of creativity, when you guys think of this industry, what kind of comes to mind for you guys? I think success for us is um, freedom to to make is freedom to 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 bring these worlds of like imagination uh, to life. Like it was like I said earlier, um, the, our our dream of ours is to be able to you know come up with this you know fantasy fantasy land and, and be able to be in it and, yeah. and, and create it and make it real I mean, and for, tangible for right context, for context our instagram our instagram bio is we make worlds of comedy and adventure that's that's our instagram bio right that's because, like your catch line that's your phrase yeah, yeah. Like your thing your yeah. mantra your mission yeah, yeah that's our, i think that's our mission statement is we want to bring worlds these you know we want to bring that feeling that you have when you're in disneyland and you walk in the doors and you're completely you're completely lost right you're completely exactly yeah you're in that space yes exactly to be able to like head a team and be able to do that constantly where you could just you know orchestrate doing projects like that all the time all the time would would is our definition of success Yeah. yeah i think and i think i think the the definition also for success in this regard is being able to do that, at least for me, because we're working so hard towards that, and you probably know the same yeah. thing with your content, how much time is t- it, it takes? It takes a lot of time. Is when you get to the point where you can do that, and you can take, you, you can have the accessibility to people and resources to yeah. allow you to be more creative. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to spend your time being so analytical and thoughtful yes. And, yes. and technical about it, because right. that's, for me, that's what kills my creativity, and that's yes. what makes it stressful. Yeah, 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 holds yeah, yeah. you back a little it bit. Holds you. And then it becomes our, more unenjoyable. Of it. Our biggest problem that we have right now is we can produce way more content than we can edit. We're constantly coming up with we, ideas I, and I, fun I, things to do. We but. can do way more and get way more out there, and then what happens is it's like a bottleneck, right? Mm. And then, so you have all this stuff that you've made, and then it, by the time you're done with it, it ends up being a trickle. And so everything is just a little trickle yeah. out instead of like, so like we, we were saying, our, our idea of success is I wish I had a team of people to be able to uh, <clears throat> help us out, you know, widen the bottleneck. Yep. But the thing that you need is you need uh, merit and you need proof mm-hmm. that, that people who, who you want to reach out to, you need to motivate, people need to be motivated to be a part to of this team, part of right? It, right? To join, yeah. to join the mission. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's really interesting about that too is... 
there's a lot of people that I noticed in, at college for us that went into film to do the traditional film route, yeah. which is go to a production and become a PA right. and, and climb yeah, the yeah, ladders. Yeah. But for me, I think we live in a generation where your business card is essentially the work that you have, and yeah. that business card is your social media, right? Wow. And I think, I think for me, that is a good thing and a bad thing. A good thing because it's never been easier to uh, grow and create a brand and create a yeah. personal brand because there's so many tools and so many resources out there. But that also means that there's a ton of content being made. So yes. you need to be really, you need to yeah. make content that's really different right. and you need to edit it well. That And this is something we're learning is you have to edit it so people are, you kind of have to work with psychology right. And their attention is so short. It's crazy. Yeah. You it's do a good crazy. job with your subtitles as well. And you make your, your edits very engaging, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, that hasn't always been, like that, that to me has not always been easy. And I do think to what you guys are saying is something that I think is, a, is like a little morsel of, of information that people can pull from, which is at the end of the day, like there's always going to be things that hinder you. There's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be something that like can just kind of stop us in our tracks. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because like process is just a pain in the butt. You know what I mean? Like process. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where everyone, you know, kind of comes into reality uh, when they're trying to do creative things of like, okay, like this is great. The idea is great. But I think we get held up on like the, well, step one, step two, step mm -hmm. three, step four, step five, before we get to that kind of end product. And I think what you guys are saying to me at least resonates a lot. And I'm sure it's going to resonate for the listeners of like this, this notion of, trying to figure out ways to disallow those things from becoming hindrances, like whether it's adding members to a team, yeah, 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 whether yeah, it's yeah. just getting clear on a strategy, yeah. like what is, what is the information that we're learning and what can we do so we're clear on, okay, how are we going to edit? You know, when are we going to edit? Who is going to edit? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're, you're resolving, you're, you're preventing yourself from falling victim to that trap of, well, this, this sucks or this yeah, is yes. The, the, the key, though, is you have to, um, it's like what we were talking about earlier, where, where, you know, you have to think about the money. Like, there's all this, like, there's all this, like, internal, um, there's these, there's these personal stakes because you put so much time and effort into these things. Yeah. And you spend two days editing a video, right, to just put it out there, and then it just gets, you know, like, like two, two likes. Two, two likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're, so the, so the, the trick is, is... Even though you're doing all these like psych like psychology things, and like I was saying in the beginning, you may not be truly making the the videos that you want to make. You have to enjoy the process. Mm. So you have to make it if you want if you want to do this. If that's your, if your goal is to is to be the content the, the content creator that makes this whatever specific type of content that you like. In the beginning, you're not going to be making the stuff that, that you, you dream of making, right? Mm, okay. But what you have to do is you have to enjoy the process of... You have to make it fun some way. So you can't, yeah. like, you can't just like, sell out, right? Yeah. You can't just sell out and just be like, oh, I'm just going to look at this and you know, like, look at what is popular on TikTok and do right. like, trends and stuff. It's like a balance. That. Yeah, it's a balance. Saying. So like, use those tools. Use those tools because they work, right? Use those tools... But make it fun for yourself by adding in your own flair of creativity and, yeah. and, and making it novel and unique from what everyone else is doing. Right. And you know something that, that so we're, we're still kind of new to this too, but we're starting to pick up on the things, at least for our editing, that are getting the views and getting the people and getting the retention and the shares. Yeah. Like, so we've been streaming and then this game that we've been playing, probably once a night, 
when we're playing it, someone will come up to us that we meet in the game and go, oh, I saw your TikTok. Yes. Oh, I saw your Reddit wow. post. Yes, yes, Just yes. because it's where we've been marketing it is working and it's and it's And that's feedback to you guys. Of like, yeah. okay, like, okay, people are seeing this. People are enjoying it. People are, it's resonating in some capacity. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's really cool. But I, in, I, order, in order to get to that point, what we had to do, and this is something that I think is applicable to all forms of art, especially nowadays in the space of making content, yeah. is that you have to make enough content to the point where you figure out what content you don't like to make. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. We had to, we did this last year because we, like I said, we lived in Japan for two years, but that entire time we were just thinking in our head about, oh, we can do this, we can do this idea. Then so we many came ideas. Back and we had uh, your brother and all of yeah. our friends and everyone wanted to make these ideas and we kept jumping around doing different things. Wow, yeah. And we had to figure out as we kept doing it, what is what's making us the most happy? Yeah, what's yeah, taking yeah, too yeah. much of our time? How do we figure what's out what's working? What's successful? You just keep throwing shit at a wall over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Seriously, that's what we do. Literally, just keep doing it until something sticks, and you're like, okay, that sticks. Yeah. Let's chase that, and then keep throwing shit at a wall. And over I will, over again. I will oh, that say, sticks too. I will say. So on that point, and 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 I love how this is still off of like the first question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I want we'll to do a part two. I, yeah. I do want to say. I do want to say. Like I think. Just, just to kind of give maybe a second perspective, what people struggle with, and, I, and what kills me is knowing that there's people out there who have ideas and have dreams and have visions and have these goals that at first you're not going to get paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to get value necessarily monetarily from that. There's not going to be an immediate return on investment. And they're just not going to be good either. Exactly. Yeah, right? you're, you're, and then that's going to add to like, well, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? So there's yeah. all these, there's all these entry points for really backing off and quitting. You know, there's so many opportunities to like, be like, okay, this is not for me. And I think that, that to me breaks my heart because I do think there's so many ideas out there and there's so many entrepreneurial thoughts and there's so many creative ideas and films and paintings and content that can change the world, but people are sitting in their living rooms or sitting in their offices just mm-hmm. twiddling, you know, twiddling their fingers away because they're thinking about, God, like, how long am I going to have to throw yeah. shit at the wall? And, yeah. and especially, you know, there's all these other factors that come into play. I think that just giving people the permission to know that it's not going to come overnight, that it's going to take a little yeah. bit of time, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, the real reward is doing the thing. Exactly, moving along the way. Along the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's true. Like you, have, you gain way more memories and you yeah. gain way more enjoyment from just doing the thing. I, I think I do think it's a, I do think it's a discipline versus regret mm-hmm. conversation. You're just disciplining yourself more and dealing with the uncomfortable yeah. feelings versus dealing with the regret of not doing the thing ten years down the road. If you if you want to be successful in like the content creation realm and you're and you have this idea of like oh this is what success is but you hate you hate doing it you hate the process of doing it why are you even doing it yeah. you know what I mean people can read that too people can read it people can read it yeah it's, uh, it comes through the content yeah. of like this, like really, like yeah. I'm fishing for attention, mm-hmm. or I'm fishing for landing the gig, or I'm fishing for that. Like yes. I think it does on our, come through. On our on our uh, our streams that have had the lowest viewers, it was at the point when we were getting the most burnt out and nuts. Yeah. Wow, wow. Like we were still doing the same thing. We were just not enjoying it because we were just getting so burnt out, yeah. burnt out. And that energy flows out of you, like that, like that good energy, that bad energy, yeah. like the abundance yeah. or the scarcity mindset. Like I think that does come through in your like how you are being and it's so I think it's so palpable before okay before we go any further let me ask you guys another question just so we can kind of 
start to paint maybe why it is important that you guys are ones speaking on these topics. So, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, we've, we've talked off camera about this, and so feel free to like, you know, re-engage in the way you want to re-engage. But so, you know, kind of the first um, point of maybe pinnacle in your guys' career was you guys land this, this gig yeah, yeah, yeah. on American Horror Story. Um, you guys are these, you know, these twins that are part of the storyline in some capacity. And mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, I think people who are in the, in the industry would say, like, that's like you kind of, you kind of a made it moment. You know, you kind of got mm-hmm. to this, you know, this stage in your career where you're on a full series. It has multiple seasons. It's FX. It's, it's all these things that check off a lot of boxes, right? And then, you know, obviously, you know, that's the pain in the butt with this industry is that, like, you can get somewhere it doesn't always necessarily mean you're just going like, to stay there, you're going to rock it up forward. Mm-hmm. So what I want you guys to kind of maybe get into is, is give us a little bit of background there so you get to this spot. What was your mindset? What was your feelings being in that opportunity? And then maybe in the years after, kind of like walk us through your career you know, after that and kind of like maybe like the things that have, you guys have experienced. I know you guys did a lot of travel. There's a lot of like personal self-reflection of like what you guys want to do, what you guys don't want to do, and where are you guys at right now in your, in your careers and give us kind of a synopsis from there. Um, well, I think uh, specifically relating to when we got the role on American Horror Story, we were about 12 years old. Um, and that was pretty big, you know, it was a big show at the time. And I think our characters more than anything were iconic more than really big characters in the show because they're essentially the modern day shining twins. Yeah. Right. Um, and so at the time it was really cool because we went to like a red carpet event. There were a bunch of the people working on the show were celebrities that I didn't even know about at the time. Um, but, uh, so it was really, really, really cool. Um, but I think we could have. If, if our lives, in hindsight, if we did something, if we made different choices, we could have gone that route where we went super hard down the acting yeah. path. But us and also our mom, who uh, was really smart in deciding to raise us, not as those actor kids. Like the child actors. You don't have right. social lives. Mm. Like she put us in sports and water polo right, with exactly. you. She, she sent us to public school. Right. She, didn't, she, we, we, she didn't take us out all the time for auditions and stuff. Um, so yeah, so we did that role and I think we could have gone deeper into that, sure. but what ended up happening is we still continued acting and still do today, but we did more commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been on Mazda commercials, right. um, Blue Cross commercials, but he just booked a commercial. I don't know oh, if yeah. I can say anything about sure, it, but yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Leave that up for, for yeah. guys. <laughs> and then, and then just more for like television and stuff because that requires more investment. And I think when we were growing up, we were... We were didn't have as much time as we should have if we wanted to do this to invest in the theatrical Got stuff. It. So we would we would still do theatrical things, um, like a, kind of bit roles in movies right. here and there, TV shows. Right. Um, but that yeah, do you want to just it just it kind of made me think of 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 uh, just like years years and years and years mm-hmm. of doing acting and and. and uh, I, I know you'll agree with me. So, like, American Horror Story was great, right? And that was kind of, like, I think probably our biggest thing that we've ever done. Sure. But we did it when we were 12, right? And so we continued years and years and years and years and years acting after that mm-hmm. and not booking big theatrical roles, right? right? So uh, so that that made us 
what what happened is is we we did all these auditions. They go after audition, ad, audition, audition, and so we've had like minor, we've had like minor swings, sure. right? But we yeah. haven't had like major home sure. run, like main role, and like a, a super you know awesome uh, 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 character type you know TV show. Mm-hmm. But what happened is I realized the more auditions that we started to go on. And the less they started, stopped caring because of how many we would go on and thinking that, oh, like, is this going to be the one? The more, the more I, we would be like, oh, am I going like, to book this where you put more of your heart and soul into it? The less you booked. So, like, mm. which has taught me and Kai to actually enjoy acting more. So, like, we'd wow. go out on auditions and... Uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. We would, we, yeah. it, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. It would, can, can, I, can I say whatever? Can I, I, yeah, but sorry, I know yeah, what you're going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, going, going on these... Love going that twin so moment many, right yeah, there. Yeah. That's like a twin going, moment. Going on, sometimes I get a little nervous because, because now I feel like I have to like, like very eloquently answer yeah, this answer just question. Whatever comes, dude. Yeah. Going on so many auditions over the years has taught me, in like what we were saying earlier, to love the process. And, yeah. the, and the more that you love... What's that? Sorry, put your... I just want to make sure. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, American Horror Story was a big role, and uh, it was kind of like the biggest role that we ever had, but then mm-hmm. we did years and years and years after that of going on so many auditions and not booking, but that has taught us to, instead of like, it, it's like what Kai was saying, where people can see the, people can okay. see where you're trying too hard, right? I was like, oh, I've gone on so many now. I just stopped giving a shit. We stopped mm. giving a shit and, and really started like doing more improv and doing stuff. And, and it taught me to not go to book the role. It taught me to do acting for the joy of doing wow. acting and, not, and not, not going on an audition to be like, oh, I want this role. Because yeah. more often than not, you could be the best actor in a room, but if you don't look the part, if you don't look the stereotype... Mm. They're gonna say ah. They're gonna they're gonna build, right there. They're gonna say yeah. no. You okay. need, you need to look the part. Half of it is half of it is how you look. Half of it is fitting the stereotype of the role. Right. So you just have to go in there and be like, okay, I'm gonna have as much fun as I possibly mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And the second you start doing that, at least for me, what? Okay, so this commercial that I just booked, right? I didn't book. I didn't. I we came back from Japan. I didn't get any auditions. I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna care anymore. It was for a, it was for a, a swimming role. I did the audition in the hot tub mm-hmm. because I'm like, I don't, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to have as much fun as I can. Yeah. I ended up booking it. Our improv teacher gave us really good advice. She goes, don't audition for the role, audition for the casting director, right? Okay. And so it's really easy to tell if I'm, if I'm, doing, if I'm doing an audition, right, and I'm looking at all these people and I see this guy, I was like, oh, this is different. Oh, he's having a lot of fun with this. Like he's just relaxed and just, you know, kind of yeah. being himself. I would pick that person. Yeah. That would be the person yeah. I would take. So, so I think I think that's so interesting. I think the thing is is like what Bodhi was saying is when we were growing up and going out on all these roles because I think after we got American Horror Story the stakes were much higher for the types of roles right. we had to get so we mm. put more expectations. Yeah, yeah, and so, the expectations are higher, right? And so we would be more we would be more nervous and self conscious about these roles. But what Bodhi said is the more auditions we got, the less we started to care in the moment that happened and we were just going into them and just going, oh, like, like, you know, like, I'm acne, you know, I, like, who cares? Then we started to We want that guy. Yeah, yeah. no, seriously, yeah, exactly. that's what they want. Because you're, you're, think about how many, think about how many guys go into those acting rooms. Yeah, just so and they, locked And in. they just know the script yeah. and they're just right, reading right, it, right, right? right. And, so when we got back from Japan, like what Bodhi said, our acting, te- our, our improv teacher gave us such good advice is you're not auditioning for the role you're auditioning for the casting director 
because everyone's auditioning for the role. But if you're auditioning for the casting director, they'll see that, oh, this guy, she's, having, this, the most she's fun. having the most fun. Mm. And so we, when we got back from Japan, same type of thing. I didn't act for two years. I was really nervous. I would go into these auditions and the stakes were so high because I wanted to let my agents go that I still, I, still, right. I still can bring something to the table. I still got it. Right? And then mm. six months go by. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting any callbacks. I usually get callbacks yeah. on maybe one out of every three, four, five, like maybe like, I don't know, one out of every four auditions. Yeah. And then we got back from Japan, we're getting any callbacks. I, we go and meet with them and we go, what's, what's going on? And they say, my, my commercial agent, he goes, just stop giving a shit. And that combined wow, with yeah. my improv teacher's work was so helpful that next week I got four callbacks, wow, right? Yeah. Four callbacks. And um, like they, they, like five auditions, it's yeah. a crazy amount. So that was really exciting. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you're doing it. You're doing it for the the trophy. You're you're going. You do the audition. It's like people who are doing the audition for the trophy in the end, but actually don't like running. So all you want is the trophy, but you don't like to run. So so it's like going to an audition for the role, but but caring too much, like. Putting too much emphasis on getting the role and not and, and being miserable when you're in the right. audition room. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, it's right. like then why are you doing right, it? Right, right. And it's like you're almost wasting you're wasting that precious moment of experiencing like in this situation, you know, like acting and, and the film industry and the creative industry. I would say the great thing is like life. Like you're missing these moments of experience of like memory yeah, you know, yeah. because you're so preoccupied exactly. yeah. with the nervousness and the stress and all that stuff. And it's like that's put those really, blinders on. That's right? good insight too. Is you're just you're missing you're missing, you're missing it. That's really good too. You know, you might. And I, I I say this all the time. I feel like when you're really just open and you're being yourself and you're open to the possibilities, good or bad. I literally feel like you go from here to here, yeah. and then you actually see other things to your, you know, kind mm -hmm. of to your periphery that you might not have seen before. Like you might be in a conversation at an audition because you know you're maybe you're a little loose and you're just talking to the PA next to you, you're talking to this you know executive or that yes. producer, and all of a sudden, boom, you're in a conversation that now is like way more abundant than just going there, doing the lines, recording, and then yeah. getting the heck out of there. I, I actually, I had, I actually got a job that exact same way. I got a, I got a job for That's a show amazing. in the middle. I show up to this lot and the door is locked, right? Or I, I was opening, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like this where I was outside the casting building. I'm trying to pull the door. I'm like, it's not <laughs> opening. And then this guy comes up and he goes, well, let me try. And he's pulling and he's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and we start cracking jokes with each other. I go, let me try this. I push it in and it's a push door. And we go, oh, there it is. Right? Like, you make jokes. And then I go up, and he's the he's the director. He's the freaking director. He's the director. Yeah, he was the director. <laughs> he was the director of the of the casting. And so, so I got the. It was a small bit. No way. Yeah. So I got the I got the role from like that. right there though. Like that's I think I think I think to summarize, it's something it's something odd when I think a human recognizes another human, and I not to bring up like the Matrix or yeah, anything. Yeah, like, yeah. I think we're also at times preoccupied with this like version of the world that we're supposed to be living in. You know what I mean? I think people appreciate the humanness in those moments and it almost gives them permission to be human as well. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what pressure that director was under, the stress mm -hmm. or you know the the vulnerability. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, here yeah. is this you know this fellow human who's freaking can't open a damn door and you guys <laughs> have that moment. Yeah. And isn't that beautiful? And I think like that, I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to this subject and this paradigm of creativity and, and content and, you know, artistic 
you know, elements, I do think there's an undertone that there has to be this grand um, process and this grand gesture and has to be this, you know, academy, you know, academy award-winning, critically acclaimed mm-hmm. thing. If you don't produce that type of, um, you know, product, then why are you doing what you're doing? You're a failure. Or if you're not getting a certain amount or if you're not getting a certain amount of number, you know what I mean? Like on yeah. a video mm-hmm. or a view, like we have all these benchmarks and they're very extrinsic. They're very tangible. You know what I mean? They're very like, like you can grasp it. But I think what people forget about is the opposite version of that, which is the intrinsic, the feeling, the emotion. Are you doing what you enjoy doing? Is there even enjoyment in it? Yeah, and if there's exactly. not, I think that's more of a red flag than if you get two views. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, been, yeah, yeah. And I know yeah, you guys can address this as well. It's like there's been videos that I've done that I've gotten, you know, 130 likes or, or whatever it is, like 12,000 views. And I'm like, that? That, 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 that you know what I mean? That, that actually so gets me to, we are killing the detail game. I love it. Um, I had a good segue into what, go what ahead. you were, um, yeah, go ahead. I think the next question about like yeah. how did that, and then leaving, go into what we're doing now. Right, right. Like, yeah, because I, can, can I just maybe, phrase it for the audience, yeah, yeah. for the people like, to me, as as your guys' friend, as somebody who was like, because I wasn't, I wasn't Hans. I wasn't with you guys doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as, you know, in the room. Mm-hmm. I was more on the outside looking in. And what my perception of your guys's kind of experience or journey was, is, and I know you, you just talked about. It, you felt like you got, kind of got to this high point in your in your film career, and then you know, you go to college, you go abroad. Like there's these things that happen, and and you know, you kind of come back and maybe this version of you or this thing that you felt like you were supposed to be, like these actors who are getting these major roles, like to your point, like you were recognizing it really wasn't aligning, it wasn't necessary, coming off right off the bat. But then what I noticed in you guys just observing was this like explosion of creativity. And like you guys walked into this space of like content creating and starting your own streams and creating your own films Mm -hmm. and doing your own thing and kind of creating your own projects that I, it, it took me aback. I was like, what? Like, I wanted to know, like, what happened? Was there a light bulb switch? Was there some sort of aha moment? Was there some sort of universal divine, you know, like, entry point where you guys were like, maybe we just chill out on this space and we just tap into this space? Because you guys have always been, for the listeners, you guys have always been so damn creative. Just like, if we're at like, <laughs> thank a, thank if we're at like a family dinner, like, you guys are the ones who are like telling the stories. You guys are the ones telling the jokes. You guys are like thank doing you, bits you. and you guys aren't even knowing you're doing it. Like, it just kind of pours out of you guys. Thank and you. so for thank me, you. when I was seeing that, I was like, this is them. This is not that acting isn't you guys or being on like the, like, you know, in that space wasn't you guys. It just felt like you guys being behind behind the engine, driving the vehicle, felt a lot more you than you guys waiting for somebody to tell you that you're good yeah. at this thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's no, actually no, something... No, 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 that's a really, really kind of, <laughs> <laughs> That's a really, really that's nice really helmet, and that's really heartwarming to hear how you perceive yeah, us. Yeah, like, I've, kind of never, I've never heard that before yeah. like that. So Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Yeah. That was very kind. Yeah. Yeah. Very kind. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, now I see my turn. All right. <laughs> um, I, oh, it's something I realized. You know what? You know when you say something and then like you put it into words and yeah. you're like, oh, like that's that's Next how it like, yeah. It's something I realized. I think uh, it was before I went to Japan. It was when 
uh, we were with Charlie and Hans mm -hmm. in college, and we really started making uh, our own films. Yep. And I think I kind of realized this when we made the the King for a Day video. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah was yeah. Um, we're talking about the resent the resentfulness for acting, where like mm. you, you go in all these auditions and you don't book. Um, I had this realization where I go, I go. Why am I waiting for this casting? Why am I waiting for someone to tell me I'm worthy to play this role? Mm. Why am I waiting for this casting director yeah. to tell me I'm worthy to play this goblin? I should just go out and do it because I like playing the goblin. I like mm. playing the knight. Mm. I like doing all this stuff. I like being in these worlds. Like American Horror Story was an amazing experience, and it really taught me the love of of like being in that world mm. and in, in like a fantasy space, yeah. right? But. After that, I'm not booking. I'm like, why am I? Why? Why am I going on these auditions yeah. and I'm waiting for permission? Like, I don't need permission to do this. Yeah. I can just go right now and, and go out and, and play these weird, wacky characters. And so then, it started. That's when we started really making content. And then in college with with Charlie and Hans, we're like, let's get a video out every single week, mm -hmm. um, because we because there was no other option for us. We couldn't fail, right? We 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 could not we could not fail. So it, it, we had to. What do you mean by that? We had to put all of our chips on the table. We had to push all of our, our cards into this thing. All of our effort needs to go into making these worlds because if you don't, someone else is. Someone else is working harder than you. I mean, you, you know this. You've said this before. Like, if someone, if you want to do this, if you want to, if you want, if I want to make money in this space and I don't put all my effort into it, if I don't put all my, if I don't go all in, someone else is. Someone's right. working harder yeah, than but, you. But, but I often say, I think just wow. going, going to your point, is and we had to we had to spend those years doing the sketches not that i don't love doing sketches but they take a lot they take a lot of time and energy right and we had to keep making those videos too which were really funny but uh we had to fail at making those so we yeah, can make yeah, better yeah. sketches in the future so mm. we can make better content like you said like after we mm. we left we had these thoughts like that's not that's great and it represents a beautiful period in our development. Mm. But what you said when we got back and we're starting to make all this new content, that was a result of all those past experiences making mm. those other yeah. things. Yes, yes, but yes. to us, I think nowadays, um, at least some of the mindset that we have now is, again, we're still new to this and we're still failing. Mm -hmm. But I have the mindset that I have, I can't fail in what I'm doing because because number one, I feel like my, this is, I'm so passionate about yeah. wanting to make these types of worlds that I can't imagine a life where I'm not doing that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right? So right, right. I, in, in, even if wow. we never get paid for doing this, wow. even if it never takes off, it's, we're still going to be doing it because for the love of doing it, right. because we love, yeah. we love doing this because yeah, yeah. it's the most fun thing in the, the entire kid world. in the sandbox doesn't care about if his, if his sandcastle is this or that. He yeah. doesn't care about if this little toy is looking like this or he's just in the sandbox yeah. playing. And I think that yeah. when you guys were talking, that's what I thought about is at the end of the day, you are doing something you really enjoy doing, whether you quote unquote fail or succeed or not, like it's irrelevant because you're doing the very thing that you enjoy doing. You're the kid in the sandbox who's getting to imagine his own world and is in his own world, like, regardless. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I also want to say, so I think to, to pause for a moment and address the, the listeners and the people watching in, like, at the end of the day, especially if you're, you know, a painter 
uh, some version of an artist, right? If you're some sort of a creative, if you're an interior designer, an actor, a filmmaker, whatever you are in that kind of really hyper-creative space, I do think there's really something to kind of pause and breathe in when you mention this whole idea of like permission or like affirmation, yeah. right? Like you are an artist because you're an artist, not because somebody told you, hey, you're good at art. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's just thing that's, the, yeah. that's within your soul. It's who you are. And your value, your inner value, you get to decide. If you want to make your inner value based on what some uh, you know, critic says or, or what some sort of review-oriented system says about you, Okay, but that's your choice to have that be your value system. But if your value system is is different, I think that's just as beautiful as saying like, today was a good day because I got to do four paintings. I got to you know record myself drawing, and you know I got to like talk to somebody about a project that I was doing. Like, if, if that's your version of success, there's literally no different. There's just the, yeah. I think it's the it's the value that we put on our value system. Right? It's a, it's the amount of attention that we mm -hmm. put to the value system that matters more so than anything. It's like when I think about the person who's listening in right now, I just really want to say, like, if you want to do the thing that you want to do, to your point, just do it. Yeah. You have the yeah. ability to do it. Just do it. Don't wait for somebody to tell you that you're, you should do it or you shouldn't do it or that you're good at it or that you're bad at it. Be the goblin. Be the kid in the sandbox. Like, I think that yeah. that's such an important point. Be in the world you want to... Yeah. Make the world you want to live in, yeah. right? exactly. Um, I think going off of making art for the sake of making art. It was something I thought about and I heard a while ago that's really important is going on, relating back to what we were talking about, how you, you keep making videos, you keep failing, you keep making these videos, right? Because you love them. Um, and of course, as an artist, as a creator, you make them because you want them to succeed so you sure. can continue to do this more. Sure. Everyone, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's, it's not just... You can't deny that. that. Yeah, you can't right. deny it. Yeah. So, so... One one thing about that, which is great about continually to make art, is you're essentially building yourself a platform that's content ready. Right. So, for example, in our in our case, we just kept putting out these videos and these in these TikToks and these uh, videos of the worlds that we're making. So when we have had things that blow up, people can go back to your profile and, and go, see this is what you're about. Well. Yes. I get it. Yes. Well. Yes. And, so it's and binge, you know what I mean? They can right. just scroll through your content right. and be like, right. oh, there's another video. Right. Even, if, yeah. even if it doesn't take, even if nothing takes off, even if you don't have these videos that get a bunch of views because of the algorithm, if you make something that you think is funny, that you think is good, uh, and someone you know ends up coming to your page and following you, they'll be like, they be like, oh, you know, even though this doesn't have a lot of views, that one person is enjoying it. And right. then they'll follow you. Do right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do want to say for a second, because I, I do think it's important to, to like go back, is that whole notion of, like, at the end of the day, yeah, like, artwork, I, I, whether it's artwork, whether it's just being creative, I honestly think just what, whatever passion that you are invested in, I think in a lot of ways there is a, a solid portion of it where you are trying to... Um, influence or encourage or just touch like the fellow human you know what i mean mm -hmm. like like at the end of the day like yes like you guys are creative because you love being creative you love doing this but at the end of the day, there's a story that you're hoping to share there's some sort of you know string that you're trying to pull in the other human whether it's laughter whether it's sadness yeah. whether it's empathy whether it's whatever that may be there is some sort of like message that you're trying to say like hey this is worth listening to this is this is worth watching because you believe in like the message that you're sharing right and to me mm -hmm. Whenever I watch your guys' videos, 
I laugh every single time. You know what I mean? Like, and I think like that is, if your your work, your effort, the, the attention to detail, like this chemical experiment that you're putting into, like it does create, it evokes chemistry on the other side oh, of things. Good, good, you good. know what I mean? Like, That's the goal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it literally gets somebody else to be like, just in that moment, forget about maybe whatever they're dealing with and have a laugh. This is, okay, so this is exactly, this is exactly the reason why we, we don't do the drama or the serious oh, stuff. Yeah. It's, which is odd because I, the roles I get sent out on are like, like gnarly people. Really? Like, I just got sent out on Nina Nazi the other day. And, wow. and I, talked my, I talked to my parents after I did that audition, I'm like, I, this is just, I can do it. I can play it really well. Sure. But I really got to go to a place. Yeah, like, you can play play he's a great. You should see. I'm a great neo Nazi. Put that in the podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but that's exactly why we make. That's why my bio said I make worlds of of comedy and adventure yeah. because I want to make worlds that take you out of life, right? That take you that allow you to escape yeah, from yeah. it. Because when you see a drama, when you see something sad, I think those. Succeed because they're relatable. Because yeah. you go, oh, I've related to this. I have oh, felt I this feel feeling like, before. Yeah, this, I felt this feeling before. But when you watch these fantastical, whimsical, comedic worlds, you get to kind of go, you get to transport it to a place that that yeah, doesn't there. feel real, right. which mm. is great, right? It's like the world of dreams that 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 it's almost it's 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 in some ways spiritual because yes. this is this is the magic of the world. That we don't lives get to see. underneath yeah. the surface of it, right? Yeah. But how do we bring this back? How do we bring? How do we mm. let people know that it still exists? You know, mm. and that's that's why we make these worlds is because why though? Why why is that so important to you? That does get to my next question is like the mission, the objective. Like why I have I have an idea in my mind as to why I think you guys do it, whether you know it or not. But I am curious, like why is bringing that substance to the world something that you guys really care a lot about? If there's a, it doesn't have to be super deep. Yeah, if, that's, yeah. if I'm pushing a button that's not there, then it's okay. But I'm just actually answers. curious. Because it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's literally why, because yeah. it's fun. It's the most fun thing in the entire world. Everyone, everyone, wants, it, everyone wants to go back. It's a classic <laughs> sandbox reference. Everyone wants to yeah. go back it's and be the, the kid who's in the sandbox. That's everyone so wants to go back and, pret- and pretend to shoot invisible guns at each that's other. That's so true. It's like, like, be Anakin Skywalker in your backyard. Right? Yes. Like you have the force. Everyone wants to do it. That a, was 100%. It's, the, it's 100%, literally yeah. the beginning is the beginning of the human experience is having fun as a kid with your friends. Imagining, imagining things, things. Creating exactly. things. And you grow up and you stop doing that. And like, yeah. it's, always, it's still there. Yes. I mean, it's still there inside of you. But that's why people play video games. That's why people mm. yes, go to movies. Uh, yes, but, exactly. But on your day-to-day, you can't do that. Like, Bodhi Night, after it's supposed to be done yeah. streaming, I'm thinking about it's so funny. We always have this moment where we're just completely covered in makeup. Like, we have these massive wigs. And we think of a moment and we do one of these, like, like, <laughs> like, like so where's that we sitting there? Like, so where are we right now? Sometimes I'll be sitting there and, like, there's still, like, there's, like, here's my computer, here's Kai's computer, and there's, like, a mirror over there. And sometimes I'll look at Kai, I'll, like, look over, and I'll be like, I'll be like, what the what? fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, it's weird. I'm like, like the makeup's all washed up towards the end of it. Like I look, it's literally, it's literally clown. It's like a fever dream. Yeah, just like you just wake up, bro. Do you know what's weird too? Is I don't, I don't even like doing that because for me, when I'm there and I'm like in the zone and I have the makeup on and the wig and everything, because on my screen. I can see what it looks like to people. I can see what, what's streaming. Yeah. But when I, the second I turn or I look, then I see the green screen. I see all the cables everywhere, and I'm like, it, it takes me out. It of It takes you out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the hell am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so 
here's, here's, here's my next question. I think for the, for the listeners and for the audience, I am curious, like, so when it comes to the film industry, I'm not, and I'm not asking you guys to, like, dog it or talk poorly about it, but I do, no. think, I do think there's, you know, it is one of those things where you say the word film industry, and there is a lot of things that kind of, like, instantly pop up, like, thoughts, mindsets, kind of beliefs about it, kind of what you think about it. I think it's just one of those spaces where it's, like, very quick. There's a lot of, like, preconceived notions about it. And I think one thing with the film industry, at least from what I've observed, right, like, family members in the film industry, you guys... Um, whatever it may be, there is this notion that, okay, well, if I want to be, if I want to be an actor, if I want to be a costume designer, if I want to be, um, you know, on the set, creating worlds, that there is this weird, like, I have to, like, torture myself yeah, yeah, to yeah. get to that role. I have to, like, put myself through, like, getting donuts and, and being the assistant yes. and doing this and yeah. get the gr- it, gr- I just do the grunt work, just got to put the time in. But then when I hear you guys talk, I, what I hear is, why do we have to do that? Why can't we just skip to the end and do exactly what we want to be doing anyways? Yeah. Can you maybe address that to the listeners who maybe are struggling with that? I think, I, think, I think that exists in different forms for both sides, right? I think that exists in different forms for both sides. So for the film industry, um, I think people have more experience than I do. And I've obviously, we've worked in the film industry like, like oh, an okay amount, but we haven't really, I haven't really, I've worked a few times behind camera in the film industry, but I haven't really like, I mean, Hans is obviously doing a lot of that. From an outside perspective, it's kind of like what we go back to earlier. It's unfair to have so many creatives in the film industry who, who it's not like, it's not, it's not even like I, uh, 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 it's not even like I'm waiting for, sorry, sorry, I'm waiting, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. It's not even like I'm waiting for validation. It's like they need validation. Like it's literally the core of, of the film yeah. industry is the permission to be like, okay, I see, I see you're worthy. Now you can do this. That's the ground. Now you can go it's, up a It's ladder. building merit. So you have to build merit first to succeed in the film industry, right? You have to build merit to succeed in the film industry. And by merit, just so we're clear for the audience, you're saying there is a d- degree of like people s- seeing this as good. Is that what you mean by merit, or is it merit? Is, just, merit is experience. Experience being like, it, oh, they've yeah. done this, and they've I've done a good the work, job. Right. If you put in the work, but then here's the results. There's a resume to, there's, to share, and you can kind of like yeah. back it can, up. Can I yeah, say yeah, the yeah. flip side of that? The flip side of that, and this is actually something that I wanted to bring up as well. Um, so, so for anyone who's like in the content uh, creating sphere, uh, uh, who's making who's making content, and like how we want to yeah. make worlds of comedy, adventure, and stuff right. like that, right? At the end of the day. Like, that's our dream. That's what we mm-hmm. want to do. And we enjoy the process. And the process itself is actually doing that. Yeah. But these huge, high skill products, like, like you have this, this, this perfect vision of, like, what we were talking about earlier. Like, uh, my dream of success is running a team where I can have a team of people who are doing this. If you want to succeed in the content sphere, something that we have uh, kind of shifted our perspective on recently is you can't succeed unless people buy your product. Right. And so from the outside perspective, it looks like we're just like putting these comedy videos out, but actually what we're doing is we're marketers. Mm. So, so yeah, like when we do these, you know, we've been making videos and the more, the more we think about it, the more we put in elements of engagement and thinking about, um, 
you know, what's like an engaging video stuff that I want to watch stuff that would be like that, that, that you would, that is much more easy to consume, even though it may sacrifice a little bit of your own creativity. The more we kind of focus on that, the better our videos perform. And like, I like, um, we already said, said this, but you can't predict virality. Right? Right, you can't predict right, virality. Right, right. And you shouldn't be doing, making mm. videos for virality. But at the end of the day, every video that we have is an advertisement. And you have to think of it as an advertisement. You can't wow. think of it, you can't think of it as like that. a fun video that you're making. When you're making it, you have to enjoy it because it's fun to do. But at the end of the day, it's a business. You're building sure. a business. I'm not building, I'm not building uh, a YouTube channel or TikTok mm-hmm. or Twitch or all that stuff. I'm making advertisements that this TikTok then feeds to my Twitch and then feeds to my YouTube. You want to, essentially that the bread it, feeds to, it all, all feeds, feeds together and it's all an advertisement. You're paying, you're, pay, you're constantly, you're putting your time and money into, into making billboards and signs that people see. So one quote, sorry, wow. sorry. To, no, 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 I have to add on to this. One thing that I learned that was, uh, I heard a quote that was really, really uh, impactful for me is people don't actually click on an advertisement until they see it five times. How many times have you seen an advertisement for a shirt or hat or clothing or, or an Instagram account? There's a video of a guy doing something. Video of right? a guy doing something, right? You see it five times on your channel. Like maybe like, yeah, I kind of relate to this. Oh, I kind of like this, but I don't have enough time to click it, right? Because you're, you know, monkey brain in your right. phone. Yeah. The fifth time you see it, you're like, okay, finally, what, is, what is this, right? Yeah. Then you click it. So that's why content and marketing, which is essentially you making your videos, is actually what it is. You're marketing. And nowadays, wow. you have to get your video in front of someone even more than five times because not even just paying for ads is if you have, if you have, I don't know, five, one viral hit with not a good landing page, going back to being content ready, mm-hmm. one viral hit with not a good landing page and then not really anything related to that compared to one viral hit, maybe four or five ones that kind of do okay and then another one and then a couple more and then another one. And then once someone someone keeps seeing this guy that's popping up in your feed because you're doing good marketing, you're editing your video as well, mm-hmm. then they'll convert, right? That's right. how you that's how you grow. And that's something that I had to learn recently since so we took we were doing a lot of content and then we took a break in the fall to finish our short film. And Which is crazy by the way. Oh like, yeah, thank you, you. Crazy. Thank you, thank you. No, like seriously, it was like it was like borderline like thought provoking. Like I was like I feel like I need to like rethink a couple things in my life. <laughs> like who who is your mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is my mom? But also like like there was a lot of there was a lot of like moral dilemma elements that got brought up into it. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like if I was in that if I was in that, what actually would I have done? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, anyways. Yeah. When, when people watch it, they'll get what I say. The film, the, film is, the film is the perfect, is actually the perfect example for what I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. You can have an amazing piece of content, a really good video, so entertaining, but it doesn't mean it's engaging. So that short film, I can't put anywhere on social media, and it will do to- terribly because it's, in, it's, so, it's incredibly unengaging. In the sense that mm. when you're watching it, there's so much content out there, there's so much marketing out there, that if, if I were to see a clip from this short film, I'd be like, what the hell is this? There's no context. I don't have enough time to get my five-minute scene into one minute of context and mm-hmm. keep it engaging with like captions and stuff. Nobody can relate to it. That's not engaging content. But mm. 
what we've been learning is you can have a really good piece of content and we've been making content that's more suited for social media to market that we used to, we used to just make videos of, Oh, let's just take, uh, one of our podcasts and put you in the bottom and me in the top. And then just, it's really funny. So let's just throw it out and see what happens. Not that funny. And then we started adding captions and then they started to do a little bit better. And then we started adding photos to them and they started doing a little bit better, better and then music and sound effects and cutting it down where it's, it's super engaging. You don't know what's happening. And now we're getting like on our past couple TikToks, one's at 950K yeah. and another one's at 30K, mm. another one's at 100K. And they're not all blowing up, but the more, I post, the more, I, the more that I'm making this content engaging, the more people see your advertisement. The more people see my advertisement. And then it just, the, like the flow yeah. and the cycle exactly, begins. Exactly, exactly. I, I didn't realize how... You guys have really kind of shown me today, just even in the last five minutes, how expansive you do have to be with your thinking. Like, yeah. it's not just, well, I want to make a fun, cute video today, and then, you know, I just put it out there, you know. But I do think what I also kind of thought about is, as you guys were talking, and, and we've kind of talked about this before, is like, what are you trying to do? You know, are you trying to just, is this a hobby that you just like making videos and you just want to put them out there for the sake of putting them out there? Or is there a financial element? Is there like a, hey, I have this like global vision element to your point. Like I want to be able to get to a place where I can hire people and make people, yeah. you know, like have positions. And so I think when you kind of identify what your vision is, what is, what is the intention here? Then you can identify what you need to do. And as you guys are talking, it may, it's, it's so clear to me that you guys really see this in a very, like in a very expansive, like multifaceted way. And it's, it's inspiring to me. It's resonating with me. And I didn't realize how much, you know, knowledge goes into even thinking about the audience. And as you're talking, it made me realize like one of the bits that I realized pretty early on is people go on their phones, people go on social media mm -hmm. really in, in, in a lot of ways, almost like a water break. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah, whereas in, exactly. whereas maybe back in the, you know, 70s and 80s where they, like, the break during work was literally going to the water fountain, was going to the water cooler, and that was their form of entertainment, that was their form of engagement, right? And then, like, I'm not going to give a synopsis on the history of technology, but I think where we are today is, yeah, like, during a break in the day, I'm popping on Instagram, I'm scrolling maybe 10 to 12 times, seeing if I see something funny, seeing if I see something engaging and inspiring. I might watch that thing, I might not watch that thing, I turn my phone off, I go back to work, yeah. and I might repeat that. Damn three to four times in the day. And then to your point, like you also have to then imagine the audience for somebody who's on YouTube, right? Somebody who's on YouTube is probably looking at something more like informative or instructional, like they're actually typing in, you know, this, this or that, right? Like mm -hmm. for that information. And then there's like these, all these other streams of advice, you know, podcasts, people are coming onto a podcast platform for a 30 to a 60 to a 90 minute thing. So then now you have to curtail your content. Like you can't put out an eight minute podcast. You probably, people aren't really going onto a podcast yeah, platform yeah, for an eight yeah. minute podcast. They're doing that because they have a drive ahead of them that's 30 minutes or 90 minutes or they're going on a walk or a hike. And so I think to me, that is so informative of like, you need to stop and you need to think about who you're trying to bring in. Who yeah. is the audience and what are they doing? What is their daily life like? And how can I support them? through the content that I'm putting out there. 100%. That's uh, so interesting. Would you, would you say the thing uh, about, about the what type of people that you want when you're watching the, the food? Oh, I was, I was literally about to say okay, this. Is like, yeah. So, so just, as, just as like looking forward for the type of content that we're making, how we're changing it up is 
I we love I love comedy sketches and I always do comedy sketches, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I well, I realized myself whenever I I consume a lot of YouTube, right? I consume okay. a lot of YouTube. Whenever I will have lunch or something like that, I'll open my computer and I'll turn on YouTube, right? But what I realized is what I'm watching on YouTube isn't what I'm making, right? So I was I was telling Kai I had this realization. I'm like I'm like I'm like I love comedy sketches and stuff like that, but. I mean, do you ever go and look at, like, there's channels who succeed with comedy sure. sketches and like that. It's not really on YouTube. The majority yeah. of people, I mean, it is on YouTube, but the majority of people who go and use YouTube go there and turn it on to watch it while they have their lunch. Exactly. If I'm not making content that I can sit and consume while I'm having my lunch, wow. I shouldn't be making that content. Okay. So a huge focus that we want to start moving forward with now is storytelling. Yeah. I consume a lot of storytelling, a lot of stories, because in terms of engagement, that's engaging because you need to get to the end of the story. Right. That's why I sit there and watch it when I have it in my lunch because I could turn my brain off and listen to the story. And you had that time to process through the whole yeah. story. Wow, wow, I'm not going to go and turn on a, a three-minute sketch and just like go through like six sketches at lunch. Because you're eating. You don't want to take the no, time, to time to click around and I want to watch yeah. a 10-minute video wow. that's a good story that has elements of comedy and adventure. That's the type of stuff that I watch. And that's why our, that's why our streaming has been so successful is because there's, actually, there's people that do cosplay but I can't find a single person who does theater in, for gaming. Because essentially what we're doing is we're telling stories in these characters. It's the backdrop is a pirate. And we're the, the wide <laughs> I have the space or, or a cowboy. You know I, mean? I have all the effects I need. I have the cannons. I have the guns. I got all the explosions. It's just in a video game, right? Mm. So I can tell the same story. And, but we're already, we've already been trained for years of acting and doing improv and comedy to already know how to behave and be mm. in character, and then we just essentially can translate that yeah. into a video game, which people already consume tons of. And it's unscripted, and it's, and it's real. Yeah. yeah, it's unscripted and it's real, and the interactions are real yeah. with real people. Yeah, yeah. I just even when you guys are talking, like so, for the people who are listening in, I'll just explain it. For the people who will watch it on YouTube, you'll see it. But like, I just love you, even your body, got your your guys' body language totally shifted when you guys got. Excited and like I can uh, see yeah. it in your, but isn't that interesting? Like I can literally yeah, see like yeah. you guys are really passionate about these these things and these elements. It's right? all it's like, about you know, and I just think that that's that that for me as I think as a, a coach, right? Yeah. Somebody who really cares about helping people, uh, you know, identify their mindset, identify their goals, their visions, you know, identify ways to come to resolutions with the conflicts that they have in their life. Like for me, I think one thing that keeps me up at night is knowing that there's passions in people that have not been released. Yeah. That they don't get the opportunities, whether it's self-inflicted or whether they're just like mm -hmm. bought into these like self-limiting beliefs um, or like traumatic past events, whatever the reason is, but they're just not expressing it. And like to me, seeing what you guys just gave to me was, it brings me so much joy. Okay. Because it's like almost like a weird like, I can like, I'm relieved that you guys, that I know somebody who is, is good. In that sense, yeah, you, know what I mean? yeah, you guys yeah. have figured out what you want to do. Whether you fig I think you guys always knew what you wanted to do, but you had to go through that process of the you know, right, the permission, yeah, the so affirmation, the process, so identify the kind of the way. And I think that's unavoidable. You cannot avoid figuring out the thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that in a lot of ways is the wisdom that I'm gaining from today. Is like, like you can't avoid the fact that there are these like 
business-like analytical elements that you have to address, right? There are, there's always yeah. going to be the thing that you have to figure out in whatever you want to do. It's not just like snap your fingers and you're, just, you're in magic land and mm -hmm. you know, you're doing everything you want to do with no problems, no issues. Like that's not life. Like that is nowhere near what reality is. It's just figuring out what you're willing to put up with, what you're not willing to put up with. And if you're willing to yeah. kind of create like a space of resolve and a system to resolve those issues, then okay, we can check the boxes off and we have one less thing to worry about. And I think to me, 100%. you know, as, 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 you know, as a listener almost in this, you know, kind of space um, today, that's what, I, that's what I picked up from. And I think the listeners um, on the other end are really going to pick that up as well as like there is a balance, right? There is a balance between like this whimsical, like, let's just do it and put it out there yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and have no issues. Yeah. <laughs> And then there is the other side, which is like, well, no, but we have this vision, we have this goal, yeah. Yeah. and so there are these variables that we do have to consider, and we do have to create some sort of strategic plan around it to, to go through. And I think if you blend those two worlds together, the passion and the strategy, I think that that's when you just yeah. Yeah. skyrocket. Like, okay. And you would know that more than yeah. anyone else, too, because yeah. you're, you're essentially, we're kind of in the same spot. You know, yeah. we each started making, you started doing that around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. started doing your, your podcast and, and building your business at the same time we started doing that for ourselves right. as well. So yeah. we, we're, we're, we totally understand yeah. what it's like to be at this point in time yeah. right yeah. now doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really jacked up right now, you guys. Um, <laughs> let me say... Yeah, um, Jens is bricked up. Jens is bricked up. So, so here, I'll, I'll blend the two questions together. Um, I'll blend the two questions together. So basically, you know, what is your guys' case or your argument? If, you, if you're, you know, on a pedestal and you're, and you're speaking out to the world, you know, what is your case for basically redefining this quote-unquote success in creativity um, and why it should look different than maybe it, it has been up until this point? That's kind of question one. And then question two is just, do you guys have like a nugget of advice or perspective that you want to share for the person listening and maybe is in a similar situation or has been in a similar journey as you guys that maybe you would have wished to have had at a certain point? Uh, Two part question. Do you yeah, you go, you go, you go. I was thinking um, about the second answer because I know there's something that I would say to myself and I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, I, so I think the first question is, is how would we, how would we, change the space like what would you, what would we say what is your argument for maybe why why it should be looked at differently okay, success okay. in creativity um i think you cannot have i think you cannot have success without creativity and i think you can't have creativity without success you okay. know wow. you can't you can't be successful without thinking creatively and you can't you can't you need to Continue to succeed, and that also means succeed by failing. Also, affirmation is important. Like, yeah, you need, it is like true. you need, you need, like what, what we were saying is like what I said earlier is like you don't want to wait for someone to tell you to play the goblin. But it is also important that, that people that you get that because it's basically someone saying, "Oh, you're, you're it's it's a it's a green flag. It's a, it's a sign that says." Oh, keep doing this. Keep heading the right direction. Right. Something you're doing mm -hmm. is working. Keep doing it. And I think, and I think. Because in order to get to that point where you could play the good goblin, right? You could play a really good goblin. You have to you have to play a bad goblin. Here's how you do it. Yeah. No, but seriously. So over and over and over. When Brody yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. when we did our very first improv class, 
Um, and we had our very first show. There was like 15 people in the audience, and our parents mm-hmm. were there, and they paid for us to go to this improv class at mm-hmm. UCB, which is I don't know if anyone knows, but it's it's like the it's the Groundlings in UCB. They're the premier improv schools in Los Angeles. I was so bad, so nervous. We're at our show. My parents literally spent oh, up, up together combined like a thousand dollars for us to go to the school, and there's like eight of us in this class, and and we're all doing these improv scenes. We didn't get off the back wall once. We just performed so it all because we were that so nervous. nervous. We didn't the even, back wall. The back wall is essentially like like people are doing a scene, and then someone gives like a suggestion to go into it. Yeah, the rest of the team is waiting on the back for. Something. We just kind of waited in line almost. Dude, no, just, yeah, the whole thing. I didn't say. It. Imagine, I just like peep a whole show. Imagine if you were watching a play, and then like two people would go out and do a scene, and then. Uh, they would leave and go to the back and then other few people we didn't go out at all because we were that nervous wow. but in order to get as good as we are and I would say we're pretty we're pretty good good advisors yeah, at yeah. this point we had to fail but when failing we had to look at it's it as optimistically as possible of course at the moment it sucks and it's terrible and it, just by being human no, nobody nobody wants to fail nobody likes to yeah. fail but w- when you're there, if you can try to snap yourself out of it as quick as possible mm. and 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 value that so much because it taught you so much about yourself and so much about what you need to do, mm-hmm. that is that is failing and success. And so I think just going back to your question, how to change the space is, or well, it's it, the question is change change the Pretty space. Much, yeah, I think I think it's about shifting your mindset it's getting shifted <laughs> right yeah there you go it's about shifting your mindset and yeah just 100% just being persistent but don't kill yourself right yeah. mm. is and that was something we had a problem we struggled with too is we just put so much yeah. out there and we killed ourselves and mm. once but you have to do that in order to figure out what you really well, like my grandmother right. said a really good quote she said you have to go all the way to know the middle way Mm. Right? You don't know what the middle way is unless you're coming in the class. So so doing all this stuff, doing saying all these things I love that. Is that a good quote? Yeah. Yeah. Saying all these things about oh you should be you should have you should be balanced, you should uh, you should do things because you like them, you need validation. The thing is is everybody has to go through that part of really just going through the gnarly stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Going through the stuff where you're literally, like we said, throwing the spaghetti at the wall, tons of it. That, that would be, that was what I was going to tangent yeah. into, mm-hmm. like my one piece. If I could go back and, if I can go, uh, if I could tell any person who's like doing what we're doing, if I could give any advice from something that I learned, try as many different things as possible. And you know, you know, uh, I mean, how humans have so many ideas. Like, how many yes. different ways do you did you think about how you want to present this right. sort of thing? How many different like types of like yes. talk shows and ways to coach people and different forms of content that you can make? Keep making as much as you can, and in the early stages, it's going to be rough because you're going to do a lot that fails. You're going to do a lot of things that suck, a lot of things that aren't good. But when you find the 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 middle of the Venn diagram between something that you love and something that works yeah, and something right. and there's and something that doesn't have friction that's another really important thing doing things that don't that that don't cause you a lot of friction to do right because you won't do it if there's, if there's too much friction trying so many different things variety and finding what sticks and then once that happens um you're there. So when you were talking, yeah, I, I do think what I what I kind of 
what I settled in on just then was at the end of the day, when you're in, if you're conscious enough that you're uncomfortable, like if that's, if it's at that high of a degree to where now it's in your conscious mind that you're uncomfortable and that you're in like mm-hmm. the grudge, like the, that you said, like the, you, you said whatever word you use, just like the gnarly, you said oh, the yeah. gnarly, right? Like if, if it is so present at that time that you're so aware of it, in my opinion, and this is both like, I think, opinion, but also a lot of it's rooted in science, you're, you're actually really kind of sparking a lot of um, the elements in your neurological like safety, right? Like, so your brain's at now at a place where it's like processing uh, this new terrain. And we're in like new terrain, we're in the unknown, we're in this unfamiliar, our brain is supposed to keep us safe and, and it starts to elicit like those, those thoughts, those feelings, Right and, and ultimately like, those behaviors of like discomfort, right? Of like mm-hmm. of like scared and fearful and, and and anxious and all these things, it's almost like a sign that you are literally elevating. You yeah, are yeah, now yeah. you are you've now gone from this point to this point, yeah. And you're there. And I think to your point and uh, both of your guys' point, like if you're there, because we're here, we got to this point, we're in this new territory, we're in this new terrain, we've leveled up. If you have that mindset of nope, I'm going to snap out of the feeling and the emotion and recognize that this is actually a sign that I'm here, that I've leveled up, and you learn and you gain and you do that, you go up again and again and again and again. And I think that that's where a lot of people like fail actually. Yeah. yeah. Is they feel the feeling, they're like, well I'm uncomfortable, it's I'm I'm scared, I'm fearful, I'm anxious, I'm I'm skeptical, I have having a lot of self doubt, and they pull back and they say, This is not this is not what I want, and they pull back. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then the, the passion, if it's there, is gonna poke at them again. Mm-hmm. Well, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. And they go there, and they go back, and they go there, and they That's, go back, yeah, and they yes. don't really ever make progress. And so, like, I think for you, what you guys are saying, it's so rooted, and I think in fundamental wisdom of like, actually, that feeling is the sign. It's, That's the yes. information that you're looking for to keep going. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. You're looking for bad results. You throw yeah. everything in the wall. It's, that you throw every, it's a sifter. You're basically sifting. You're sifting mm-hmm. your ideas. You throw everything in the wall, and then the one thing that works is you follow it. But you need to put it all out there. Put your 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 neck on the line. Also, like another thing about the stuff that we do is like you like you have to be you have to be. If you're making content, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. It, it sucks to say like people are. It's 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 a hard thing to do because like what we do is like like I've honestly gone through periods where it's actually been like like really hard and like I really don't want to go out and do it because it is hard to constantly go out there and be vulnerable every single day of the week and people are going to judge you for it people are going to do that and this is like a moral platitude but but like like you have to you have to be okay with being vulnerable you have to be okay with making something that people are going to think sucks right but at the end of the day, when you have, when you are, when you are consistent and you constantly keep doing things, and people see that you're changing, you're going to be recognized, and people are going to actually uh, respect you for, wow. for how appreciate. vulnerable, appreciate for yeah. how vulnerable you're being, mm. for being completely open and putting yourself out there. Mm. Um, it's hard, uh, and you're, it, it's, it's, and even still now, at least I can speak for what the spot that we're in now, it's, we're still in a spot in our life where all of what we're saying is we're, we're kind of in the middle of it. So this whole like yeah. year that we went through, 
Last year was a major experimental year. We tried so many different it's things. Spaghetti year. That was it a spaghetti year. It was literally such a spaghetti year. Yeah. Spaghetti year. Right, and we're still in it. Yeah. We're still in it, but we're just starting to have like these little pockets of insights and realizations and be like... Finding the gold nuggets. Finding the, the gold nuggets after so, literally spending a year up to our tits and fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Like, just fine. We're still in mine. I'm still up to my. I'm still up to my belly button. But like you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get out of there one day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like so, and and I think at the end of the day, you guys have addressed so many parts of this topic that I was hoping to address and more. And look, at the end of the day, like I selfishly do this for myself because it's like I love talking to people who have these like mm-hmm. experience degree of degree of like knowledge and and just something special to say. But I also know that this is going to resonate a lot with the listeners, and that's a bigger piece is like recognizing that there is going to be that person out there who you're going to like a light bulb is going to go on because of kind of the, the information that you guys shared today. I did want to kind of end on end on the note of um, you know at the end of the day, where can we find you guys? You know, like so oh. I'm gonna, we're going to do a, yeah. I'm gonna do a total yeah, plug here, plug, plug like in. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Like, give us for the listeners. I'll put it in the bio as well, but real quick, where can we find you guys? So you can find us. Um, our Instagram is Bodie and Kai, and our TikTok is also Bodie and Kai. But um, B-O-D-H-I yeah. A-N-D-K-A-I A-N-D-K-A-I Literally that yeah. On Instagram it's Bodie and Kai underscore But everywhere else Because some, yeah. someone with two dogs Had Bodie and Kai yeah, And also Kai and Bodie But it's yeah. just okay We're, yeah, we're yeah, past yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, But where you can find us mostly And where I think you can find us Having the most fun Is on Twitch okay. So that's on a uh, A link tree in my bio okay. And we stream uh, About three times a week And it's a lot of changes But I think we're going to do Monday, Wednesday, Thursday But that's what we're, That's what we're doing That's what we're having the most That's fun. where the fun is that's happening That's where the fun is happening okay. also, And that's where we're most vulnerable And yeah, you can yeah, talk yeah. with us And hang out So, so YouTube For YouTube uh, After School Spectacular And also Booty and Cat Yeah I will say, so another major plug is, just so we're super clear, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but your guys' you know, production kind of company, um, studio, if you will, Wonder Lab, oh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, in my opinion, what is driving my boat here. Uh, you know, we're happy with, to drive that. You know, <laughs> with, with the podcast. So thank you guys for all that you do through Wonder Lab and your guys' time and energy and resources and effort. That's what makes this beautiful um, production happen is because of your guys' skill and talent. And it's just yet another thing that you guys are pouring your heart and soul into. And so, you know, everybody, I think, is going to massively enjoy this. I had a fun time. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we love you, Jess. We're, we're shifting. Thank you. We're, we're shifting, baby. Absolutely shifted. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>